isn't the most interesting celebrity gossip you've ever heard. My God, scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so we just blew that wide open, guys. Welcome to Overdrinks, your new favourite podcast with the sisters you didn't know you needed. Why are we so so bad at this part? Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome back. Uh, (laughs) Hello. Hello, it's me. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another another episode of Overdrinks. We've got lots of things to talk about today, so Mm. let's just dive straight into it. Dive straight in. And the most important thing on the menu today, or the itinerary, is... Itinerary. (laughs) It's how you pronounce it in Italian. Itinerary. 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 Can I say that word? Obviously not. Anyway, we're drinking El Toro pre-mixed drinks. And <laughs> we have... Well, it's because they're all different flavors. So I think she's going for which one and then I she's know. like... Yeah, they're, they're different. <laughs> <laughs> they're different. I feel brain dead That's today. That's all, folks. Yeah. As for you. I'm so I mean, when are we like... not brain dead? <laughs> we're like, oh, God, guys. We just fried all our brain cells last night we should be fresh today but um. i am fresh i feel hungover though that's what i was gonna say i had a really broken sleep last night i kept waking up so i woke up this morning and i just feel very like frazzled like ryan i went out for brekkie you went out the night before last so yeah you've got a two-day hangover maybe probably but yeah i was gonna say when i was driving here i was trying to cheer myself up and i was like what kind of music can i listen to i was listening to harry styles new album came out yesterday it is a vibe but then i wanted something a little bit more like loud and hectic so i put on Eminem, and I just can't listen to that. <laughs> you know Isn't what? I, it's so interesting because yeah. he's just so problematic. I used to love it. I as soon as you to... said that, I thought you were going to be like, and it just totally got me in the mood. And no. I was going to be like, hmm. I, I listened like to, that. you know, the warning that it's like the Mariah Carey diss. Oh, yeah. It's That's not even on Spotify because it's so bad, hectic, but I was yeah. literally listening to it and I was like, you're hectic yeah he's like i don't cool listen to this when i was like 15 vibes yeah, yeah i was like it was just making me feel violently uncomfortable so i had to turn it off even his early stuff which is like so fun like a lot of it it's pretty problematic and even well, there's like, some of his lyrics that aren't on spotify anymore like it said something about unless this is one of those mandela effects but now whenever you listen to it on spotify it's different lyrics oh god i'll have to think of the song yeah he may have had to do another version yeah because the lyrics were like it was basically like my middle teacher tried to this is all coming back now my teacher tried to fuck me in junior high or something the only problem is my middle teacher was a guy yeah like that it's not the lyrics anymore Ah. it's like i think it's just that whole part is different yeah i know i'll have to go back and listen to what i sound so (laughs) great to bring this to the podcast (laughs) club No, but I know what you're saying. It's very homophobic and very problematic very, and very, like, like domestic hates women. violence. Yeah. yeah, hates women. It sounds like he hates everyone. A very the way he speaks about his mum and his wife and his mm. every female in his life. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. And even, you know, it upsets me, that song with Rihanna, which is like a great, it's got a great melody and everything. But even that's, it's like romanticizing domestic violence. Yeah. Like, just gonna stand here and watch it. And, and then the video clip. You're like it's, tied to a bed or something. Yeah, and like sets the house on fire and mm. stuff 
or something like that. It's like fucked. I don't know. That is not romantic. That's not passionate. Was that pre or post? Me too. Chris Brown for Rihanna. That was post. I'm pretty sure. Fuck. Why don't you sign up? I need to check that, but I'm pretty sure that was post. Wow. That's a really fun light topic to start this episode. <laughs> I was just trying to talk about which, if we're going to have the margarita or the paloma. Oh, let's dive into that instead. All right. So there is the mango margarita, tequila, lime, mango, and soda water. I'm going to have the paloma, grapefruit, paloma, tequila, lime, grapefruit, and soda water. All right. Let's do a little taste test. Ooh. How's that sizzle sizzle? Oh my god, it smells heavenly. I'm drunk off that. Drunk on your love. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a weird episode. <laughs> oh, I can really smell the tequila. How many said drinks are these? 14. <laughs> pure tequila? It doesn't say. You don't say. It has to say. It's 4.5%. Now, sometimes I just do the percentage. I don't know. Percentage means nothing to me. Alcohol can cause lifelong harm to your baby. Hmm. <laughs> That's their tagline. <laughs> 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 They're doing a really good job. All right. I had no. a mouthful while you said that. Oh my god, that's so good! Wow. Whoa. Let me have a sip of that. Flavor bomb in me mouth. <laughs> I was done, and you just kept pouring it into my mouth. I, to, I don't Should know why. Body shots. <laughs> you lie down. I'll pour this into your belly button. Right. Hot. <laughs> Try this. So I'll pour it myself because that didn't end well with you. How do you drink it so easily? Ooh, girl. <laughs> Delish. All right, so El Toro, Mango Margarita, and Grapefruit Paloma. There's also one called Ranch. <laughs> That's not right. No, like ranch is oh, in like, like a farm ranch. on the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> she was thinking ranch dressing. <laughs> oh, my God. Lol, do you want to try that? I'm scared to try it. All I can picture is ranch. Actually, fun fact, when I was in America, Ryan and I, oh my God, I haven't told this story yet. Ryan and I went to America and Mexico for six weeks and we did like New York first then we went to LA and then we're going to do a road trip from LA to San Fran, stopping Yosemite on the way and a few other places. Anyway, we head off one morning, we're going along the road, we take a wrong turn, so we're going like through the mountains and it was beautiful, but then we realized we're going the wrong way. So we had to go back and we're going through Malibu and all of a sudden I start feeling this like, I was driving and I was like, oh my God, what is that? I was like, oh my God, do we have a flat tire? And I pull over, a rock has got in to our tire and it's fully i don't actually know if i knew you guys got a flat tire on your trip lauren you do know this story how do you not know this story it know. set us back eight hours we whoa <laughs> that's bringing it back now i definitely did that <laughs> no because i remember i was like i remember i'd send you the video updates yeah. all the time anyway and so we pull over in malibu and we're trying to fix it we're like looking under we're also the place that we stopped was right next to like a bikey's diner oh my god amazing did you do and like an impromptu photo shoot <laughs> we did no we were too scared to go in because we were like are these like dangerous people yeah. anyway then the surfer was like across the beach and he saw us so he comes running over and he was like yeah i'll give you guys a hand and he was helping us i'm not even I drank for about an hour and a half because we had a rental oh God, car. We had no idea how to get the tire was on the outside of the car underneath between the two wheels. And we had no oh. idea how to get it down. And so he was trying to help us. He got out like a wrench. 
So it's called. And was like whacking it. Couldn't get it down. And we were like, what are we going to do? Wrench water. Yeah, wrench water. <laughs> no, anyway. So then this was like a whole ordeal. We were stopped on the side of the road for like four hours trying to fix it. And then we finally got it down. And then some other young guy helped us put it back on because he like knew how to do it. Isn't it so funny stereotypes? You were like, didn't want to get the bikies to help you because you were scared. But then the surfer comes over and you instantly trust him to come and help you. Yeah, true. Anyway, so then we had to go and take our car to a dealership to get the wheels fixed. And she was like, oh, it's going to be a couple of hours. You can go and get some food and send us to this place. While we're at this place, this man noticed our accents. And then yeah. I was like saying to Ryan, I was like, I've never had ranch. I was like, I wonder how it is. We had like, oh, I've never had ranch before and, in my life. Well, it's not vegan, so you won't be able to. Yeah. Yes. And I like dipped it that. in and I like ate it and I was like, oh, I really like it. And the guy was like behind us. He leans back. He goes, I was waiting to see what you thought of ranch because they don't have that in Australia, yeah, do they? It's a real big American thing. Isn't yeah. It? And he was I'm so pretty sure cute. Like, they would have it here, but it's not yeah. like a yeah, regular thing. But yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of ranch. So All let's right. see what this ranch is like. Creamy. <laughs> smells oniony. <laughs> She's kidding. No, it smells amazing. Delish. It tastes like a margarita. Ah. Why isn't it just called lime margarita? It's in a ranch water. I don't know. Let me look up ranch water. Ranch. Spelled <laughs> <laughs> it very wrong. Um, ranch water is a Texas style tequila highball drink made with lime tequila and Topo Chico. That's why they don't call it a margarita because it's actually a drink. Ah. This bubbly cocktail is all about cooling off on hot days on the ranch, I imagine. Move over, Aperol Spritz. There's a new bubbly cocktail that's ready to take over the summer. Yeah. Wow. Well, we've just um, cracked the code. We just cracked the code on ranch water. We brought it to the people. <laughs> it's the people's drink. Yeah. Well, all right. Try that, guys. Tequila, lime, and soda water. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a vodka lime soda, but with tequila instead. Okay, so all in all, what do we think about the El Toro drinks? I love them. They're great. They'd be so good for a night out. Very summery. And they're very cute. So cheers to that. We love cuteness. Delish. All right, let's jump straight in. I love tequila, but it stresses me out because it reminds me of nights out. (laughs) When we're like, do another shot! (laughs) Should we do our 46th shot of the night? Uh, It's like what we posted on our Instagram this morning. I'll get it up. I really just want to have one drink, but if God wants me to have three, then 27 it is. <laughs> and if there is a better motto for, for our, our nights, out. nights out, I haven't heard it. So, first thing I want to talk about. Have you noticed anything about me? Your eyebrows are thicker. Yeah. Okay. So. Seriously? No, no, no. Just listen to what I did. Last night, I, um, all my friends will know that I rarely wear fake tan, right? But mm. this particular winter, or because it was the worst in, summer ever, it's the worst summer ever. We had La Nina, and so I never got out in the sun, never got any sun. I was feeling really pale. I'm usually like still really tanned at this point, and so the last couple of weeks I've put a little bit of fake tan on mm. when I'm going out. Anyway, so I put a little bit of fake tan on, and what I've been doing now is rather than putting like so, if you've put fake tan on, which I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this have done, but if you haven't, often you have like a mitt mm. so that your hands don't get gross. I actually put rubber gloves on underneath as well. Me too. It always gets through. I use the mousse, so I squirt some onto the mitt and I go directly onto a body part and tan it, right? But when I do my face, I used to do that as well with my face and like fully I put heaps of fake brush. tan on. 
Yep, then I start doing that. Now what I do is I'll just use the remnants that are left on the mitt and just lightly go over the high points of my face. Mm. So I did that and I was like, oh, I really wanted to tint my eyebrows as well because I tint my own eyebrows at home. I've got them done like once um, professionally, but I actually like like doing it better myself because mm. they always like trim your eyebrows and do weird stuff to it. Anyway, so I went, <laughs> I'd already put a little bit of fake tan on, like barely anything on my face, right? And then I'm I was excited like, to see where this is going. Yeah, I got the tint out, started putting the stuff on, and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Because I I have very very fair eyebrows naturally, and so they like towards the ends they go like so light that they look transparent and you mm. can't see them, and I look like I have bald eyebrows. So I tint them anyway. So I start putting the stuff on, and it starts going like vibrant orange. I usually tint them like a a cool dark brown, right? Not not cool as in like cool dude, like cool. not a warm cool color, toned. right? Yeah, cool toned. And they're like vibrant orange all around the edges. It's still dark brown in the middle, but all I around can't the edges. notice it. No, notice it, it just yeah, looks like wearing, you've got more because I put makeup on. Yeah. before you got here, um, so I couldn't possibly let you see. Why it. don't you dye them again? No, so it's not my actual eyebrow hairs. It's the skin all around my eyebrow has been dyed orange, and the little light fluffy hairs that I don't dye you know like how everyone mm. has like a little bit of face hair face hair fuzz. like peach fuzz yeah they have all gone like bright orange as well so I've put like concealer around it so you can't really see but I dyed my eyebrows orange actually I love that for you it was so annoying and I should have known better it obviously like reacted with the fake tan and turned it into like a fluorescent orange dye like well because my my fake tan is like a nice like um olivey kind of color this was like oompa loompa orange and <laughs> i was like what the fuck have i done and it would not come off because my whenever i do fake tan i use the green based ones yeah. but they do have red based ones yeah but They've obviously yours is based one as well oh, yeah. mine is green based it's because it i don't know what happened maybe it oxidized i don't know what happened but anyway so then i like get a face wipe or baby wipe and i start like ferociously trying to like wipe it away and get rid of it but all that it did was then remove all of the fake tan from the higher oh my point God, the Lauren, this is so i literally was like orange around it was like my my dark my new lovely dyed eyebrow then a circle of vibrant orange and then white around it or at least my like paler skin tone and then tan around i love that so it's like you're wearing little goggles that's exactly what it's like also i want to make a side note from that story i decided peach fuzz would be such a nice drink name oh i love that do you reckon maybe that can be our first over drinks drink we're copywriting it guys peach fuzz i love that So we also wanted to thank everyone for sending through their absolutely wild sex stories for last <laughs> last week's episode. I had so many people message me about the same particular one. I had so many people messaging me about the girl with the um, guys that wore the stockings and the sex doll. Oh, and the, all the weird fetishes. The, yeah. <laughs> but don't you That's think, so now hectic. that I think about it more, that maybe she could be like a sex worker or something if she's getting those kind of requests? Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And that may, I mean, maybe not, but that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, she's like, like she's like dominatrix or something yeah, like that. Yeah, getting like specific and requests. going back and she, the fact that she's having sex like multiple times with these guys. Or she could just be like, have some weird fetishes. Mm. But I guess we've just never come across Not weird it. fetishes, unique fetishes. Yeah. Does it make us like prude? The fact that we were like, oh my God, like freaking out about it? Or is this stuff like happening in day to day life and we're just not aware? 
I don't know if it makes us prudes. I think super vanilla because we're not like fucking people in stockings. <laughs> Lol. Yeah, I had a lot of, I reckon it was like the episode with like the most messages I've got or equal to. We were a little bit worried that some of those stories were a bit rogue as well. We were like, far out. Yeah, we actually, we cut, we cut out, out a couple, a couple yeah. of them because we were like, we don't want this to kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but then the really rogue ones, people were obsessed with. Yeah. So now I feel like we should have put those other hectic well, ones Well, we can in. save them for next time then. Maybe mm. we'll do another one. We'll be like, <laughs> this is R18. <laughs> yeah. Not even R18. So like, triple Q. <laughs> Q25 plus. Q25. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Let's do some celebrity goss, okay? Let's do some celebrity goss, okay? <laughs> I feel like it's time, though. I feel like we got to open up these can of worms. You ain't never want to do it, but the people want to hear it. Uh, no one has spoken about these things yet <laughs> as well. So I think it's really important that we bring it to the table and just, like, crack the stories wide open. <laughs> All right. I think that's one thing that podcasts are really lacking. They never talk about like what's going on in the media, <laughs> yeah, pop culture, pop culture. <laughs> they never talk about celebrities. So maybe we can bring that. That yeah. can be like our niche. That can be the thing that like, sets us apart from, <laughs> from all everyone. Hundred percent. All right. So first of all, can we talk about Cara Delevingne and the Billboard Awards? Oh, how she fixed Megan the Stallion's dress. Okay. So I want to take you through my little journey. Right. Mm. I was also at the Billboard Awards. <laughs> so first of all, I saw that and I wasn't listening to it with sound or anything. I saw a little clip of her like fixing her dress and like flicking it up so that she could pose and have like part of her dress that she had this like train thing mm. attached to it. Don't you think that Megan Thee Stallion kind of looked a little bit annoyed at her though? This is what I'm saying. So let's get there. First, let's fucking get there. Let's 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 <laughs> take this journey where it needs to unfold. Hold on, guys. All right, just you all right, wait. All right, wait, wait. Follow this trend. All right, so basically I saw that and I sent it to you and Jade and I was like, oh, my God, this – because I have never been a fan of Cara Delevingne. I don't know what it is. I liked it when she very, very, very first came out. Yes, I, I was, was obsessed cool. with her. Yeah, I was and obsessed with her. I, discussed it. I just think she's really rude to interviewers It's as well. because we saw those interviews, isn't it? We saw what she was like in person and mm. we were like, what the hell? Um, she seems like an absolute – bitch mm. anyway like really really Very nasty. i didn't realize either that she is a what do they call them when they're like no, famous because of their parents and they've got lots oh, of nepotism. money yeah oh mm. wow oh yeah oh yeah poppy delavine oh my god i totally forgot about that i was obsessed with her older sister mm. she used to wear like the best things on the red carpet and stuff like that mm. yeah she's like from like a really fa- uh really rich family yeah anyway so that I, explains why she's so like entitled in yeah those interviews. yeah if you if you don't believe us, or if you don't know what we're talking about, look up interviews with Cara Delevingne, and she's just always really rude and, like, yeah, just seems like, I don't know, not a cool person. Anyway, so at first when I saw this, I was like, oh, my God, she's a girl's girl, like, looking after her friend. Like, I didn't actually know that she went with Megan to, to the awards. I thought she was just, like, there as well, and then was like, I got you, girl, and was like fixing her dress. They came together. Yeah, so she was oh. actually, I'm pretty sure her plus one, or at least this is what I've heard. But then the more that I like looked at this video and saw more clips and stuff, I was like, she was kind of like being really, really hectic. Mm. Like she seemed like she was on hectic drugs. So she's doing all of this. She kind of like made it all about her. As yeah, well. that's and, what I was kind of thinking too. And then it came out. So then when Megan um, apparently won an award or went up on stage for something, she did it again. She like launched herself at her dress and like tried to like fix her dress again and was like kind of making her moment all about what? her and was being really hectic. But then did you see that Megan posted a photo from the night and has cropped, it went like viral because she cropped or someone, maybe it was a fan page or something, someone edited the photo where Cara Delevingne isn't in it anymore. I'll show you. I want to see. I think she deleted it. 
not there anymore. This would be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Where would we have to go? <laughs> On the pulse? This isn't the most interesting celebrity gossip you I mean, the photo isn't even there anymore. <laughs> what? That's, that is crazy. <laughs> I got scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so we just blew that wide open, guys. So go, go check it out or don't because you're not able to because it's not there anymore. Just Google it, guys. All right. The next thing on the menu. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Apparently, there's a court case going on. Is this between where Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp is suing Amber Heard? This is the first I'm hearing of this. <laughs> As will our audience. Yeah. So if you guys haven't heard about it, if you guys haven't heard of Johnny Depp, he's this actor <laughs> well, in America. she hadn't heard of him. Oh my She'd God. never seen any of his stuff. Yeah, she's like, I wasn't a fan of his work. I'd never I didn't really know what he was movies. in. Yeah. I was also her giving him shit for working in um, 21 Jump Street. He was like in his early 20s before he made a career oh of himself. Like, like one of his first roles, mm. isn't it? Lol. Did she give in him the, shit for that? I didn't see that. It's a, it's a recording. How are they getting all these recordings as well, by the way? I heard someone saying that they just have recording devices in their houses and their cars and stuff. Oh. I'm like, why? Does everyone? Is this like for both of their careers? I don't know. She's not going to have much of a career after this. Well, you know what? I just think the whole case, I just think it's so problematic. This whole case is just going to cause, I think, a lot of issues in the future around the whole Me Too movement and Mm. believing victims of domestic violence and sexual assault. And I actually just think it's going to have a lot of negative ramifications. Obviously, for the both of them, they're both forever going to be tied to this and all of the crazy stuff that's Mm. coming out. So the thing that's important to know as well is that this is not a court case about him why are you so Italian today <laughs> this is <laughs> this is court case is not what I imagined so like it's not about trying to prove that he did not beat her or he did not assault her it's about him saying it's defamation so he's proving that what she said is false so he's trying to prove that he was not violent against her there was no domestic violence from his point mm. and her saying that is false he also needs to prove in America, you need to prove that there was malice so that they purposely said this to, like, bring harm to your character or right. because you hate them or you're doing it, like, because, like, for a reason behind it. You're not mm. just saying something that's not true. Because in America, they're really big on freedom of speech. Mm. So you can say whatever you want and you don't have as many ramifications as you do in other places. Which is exactly why Elon Musk bought Twitter. Well, Yeah. So they've basically said, like Johnny Depp's team said that this was like a career move by Amber Heard to come out and say this. She wanted to align herself with the Me Too movement to be seen as like, so many other actresses have been seen as almost heroic to come Mm. forward and speak out against these really powerful men. And if that is the case, if he didn't beat her, if he didn't sexually assault her, it is so disgusting bad that she's done that because it just takes away from every other victim seriously and then going forward because this is on such a world stage as well yeah everyone is now going to question her and it's just i think it's just going to have really negative ramifications in the future for this whole area of Mm. things and i I just just don't understand why the whole thing's so public like i know how are we able to see this i know it's crazy especially when they're yeah it just feels like they should be so i guess they're doing it on purpose so that 
it's it's very much in Johnny's favor. Yes. But I also heard That's one of my, my friends theory. was telling me that on TikTok, if you have watched videos where you support like Amber Heard, all of your TikTok is then Amber Heard supporting videos. Whereas if you watch ones where they're supporting Johnny, it's about the media feeding us information and we're obviously just going to believe the information that we've received, right? Mm. So that's why I'm like questioning, why don't we believe her? Like our friends that we've spoken to about this, we're all kind of on the same page of we're like, hmm, she doesn't, she seems like she's lying. She's acting, yeah. She seems like she's acting. She doesn't seem believable here. She seems like a bit psychotic, like there's something. And I'm like, is it because she's actually like clearly lying or is it because of the media? Is it because mm. of the information that we've been, are we being tricked into believing that about her? Well, I also saw a video of her um, psychologist saying that she has heaps of mental disorders and one of them is a personality disorder. Yeah. I also saw another psychologist who's just a psychologist that has like a TikTok mm. and she's saying that she's when on she talks, she must be credible then. Mm-hmm. No, she's saying when she watches the court case and when Johnny retells his stories of Amber assaulting him, he reenacts it from his perspective of like, and then she threw something at me and like, he's like ducking from what she's thrown at him. Whereas when Amber is talking about how he grabbed a fistful of her hair, she's going like this. He grabbed a fistful of my hair instead of like imagining she's doing it on someone else instead of her grabbing her own hair. being like, Yeah. Being like, cause wouldn't you be like, and then he grabbed my hair from where you're viewing it from. I'm actually imagining it right now. If I was saying like, this is a podcast, so you can't see us right now, but I imagine that if I was saying he grabbed a chunk of my hair, I might do that. Like grab a fistful of the air. No, no, see, I'm picturing myself. I'd be like, and then he grabbed. If it actually happened to you, though, yeah. you're picturing if what you would say because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. imagining it. You haven't yeah, experienced it. Yeah, that's actually it. so true. That's what she's saying because she's imagining it. Yeah. She oh hasn't experienced it. I just totally yeah. proved that. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting paid by Johnny Tet's lawyers. <laughs> but I just feel so sorry for him now as well because he was in a relationship with her for so long and we're very words of affirmation people and we say how when it's negative all the time you start to really mm. believe that about yourself. Some of the recordings that I've heard of her, the way that she spoke to him, I'm like... emotional abuse, yeah. Holy... And she was physical towards him as well. He, she got his finger. apparently the... Um, yeah, which is fucked. I... I'm just wondering because their marriage counselor apparently said that there was abuse on both sides. So he was physical against her and she was physical against him. But is that just Amber going in and trying to plant little seeds? There's a James Corden interview where from the dates that line up. I hate James Corden. I hate him too, but I don't know what it is. He should be so likable. Apparently he's a dick. Oh, really? Maybe that's it. She says that the night before, the first time she was abused by Johnny, she's saying it was this certain date. The very next day, she's on a James Corden interview and she's talking and she's on there and she's laughing and she's joking and she's supposed, supposedly supposed to have a broken nose and a busted lip and she's got nothing absolutely nothing. And also, if you're on a talk show the night before your husband has broken your nose and busted your lip, would you not be like... I can't do it. Or would you like be sitting there kind of like all like, oh, Perhaps, trying to. But then I think is that victim blaming as well? Being like, so she has to cancel her interview. Like, maybe I'm, not she's saying into- cancel no, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying you. I'm saying, of course, you would think that. And everyone's going to think that. But some people who are used to, I'm just trying to be a little bit objective here. Because mm. I actually do believe, I do believe that she's making some of this up by just the information that I've seen. Seems like there's something wrong with, like, <laughs> there's something <laughs> not quite right with her. Mm. But I'm trying to be objective here. And I'm thinking. 
thinking if you had been in a domestically violent relationship, you would be trying to hide it and everything. And mm. you would be, you'd be so used to portraying a version of yourself that's happy and isn't in that abusive relationship. And mm. I think people that are abused get quite good at that that's as well. That's true. So I'm just just trying to be objective here. Are you playing the devil's advocate? Was? <laughs> oh my that's god, so, so much not character. on brand here. Oh my god. But I do want to say, so I've been listening to this podcast and I just started listening to it, but, um, so I haven't finished it yet, but it actually takes... This podcast? Yeah, I've been listening to our podcast and I'm like, whoa, there's just so much information here. No. So it's from one of the reporters that reported on the first case that Johnny Depp took out against the newspaper in England that called him a wife beater. And I think it was something about, so that's why there was a case in 2020. It was him suing the newspaper because I think they came out and said something like, how could JK Rowling cast him for her movie when, um, what was it? The fantastic beasts and where to find them. Yes. And they're like, how could such good movies? Yeah. How could, um, she cast him for that when, how could she cast a wife beater basically and Mm. called him a wife beater. And so he sued the newspaper and lost. Anyway, this is from a British news reporter that did that case, that mm-hmm. um, reported on that case. Now he's doing the one in the States where it's actually Johnny Depp against Amber Heard for defamation. But from listening to everything that he's been saying, there's so many, like he takes you like um, chronologically through, like it's live, like he's mm. there. So it's like day one of the case, day two of the case, etc. And so because everything that I've been getting is like TikTok videos and Instagram reels and stuff. Mm. So I'm like, what is actually going on? Like I'm only hearing like little bits here and seeing her like doing her best, like Bella from Twilight impression mm. up on the stand where it looks really fucked yeah but what i didn't know trigger warning i'm about to talk about amber heard's allegations that are extremely graphic about sexual assault that she claims that johnny depp did so skip forward 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it because i'd heard oh yeah her rape story was apparently taken from her old assistant and all this type of stuff but mm. i never actually knew what that was right she alleged that johnny depp raped her sexually assaulted her with a liquor bottle jesus christ how fucked is that? So then what this reporter is saying, I know it's so graphic, right? <laughs> so fucked up. So if he actually did that, he's a monster. Mm. That is fucked. That's like, disgusting. And he could very well be. He's a mm. powerful man that has so much money, that has so much power. He could have us all believing that he's this great guy, mm. you know, and he's to be believed, right? That could be true. So now, as the um, reporter was saying, it's either he's a monster or she's a psychopathic liar mm. because both are so bad. Mm. It's not because before they were saying, oh, it's like gray areas. Like he said, she said, maybe it's like his story, her story. And then the truth is somewhere in the middle there. Mm. Right. And it was like, which domestic violence is so bad. I'm not saying that's, that's not bad. That's terrible. Maybe they were a little bit physical with each other. Maybe there was a bit of domestic violence going on. That's already horrible enough. But then trigger warning again, guys, to say that he raped you with a liquor bottle. If that is true, that is absolutely horrendous and disgusting. That's disgusting. And if it's not true and but she made that allegation, that is disgusting and absolutely horrendous. Is this the story that she supposedly stole from someone else? I think so. Okay. And I'm not sure. It wasn't clarified. It sounded like she took parts of a story and kind of changed it and then made it about herself. And it sounds like she took it from her ex-assistant or the ex-assistant just knew of the story and knew that she had changed it. Right, okay. Haven't found out whether it was her story that she stole or the ex-assistant has just alleged that's not her story. I know for a fact that she's just taken mm. it and changed it around. If that is true and she's making this up, she 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 needs jail time for this. Yes. This is like so because messed up once to be again, saying this Because once again, if up. she is making this up, she is ruining it 
for the every rest of people. That's exactly why. Out there. Yeah, it's like because but women then it's hard already have enough trouble being believed. No one believes women. So often they're blamed or they're not believed, especially when it's against a really powerful man that has mm. charisma and that has a big a big following, like a freaking Hollywood star. Mm. But think about all the times that this has happened. The Me Too movement was so powerful, and we're really getting somewhere with it. And women this is were starting be such to, a step yeah, in the opposite direction. Hundred percent. Actually, really like. As much as it's so fascinating and interesting, like, oh, my God, did you see this video? Did you see this? Mm. Like, it's so interesting and there's that, like, I don't know, it's very strange that we're able to even see the videos Mm. of it and I find it really, like, I don't know, you're getting, like, an inside view of this, like, hectic court case and it is all kind of titillating and Mm. scandalous and stuff. It's also really problematic, I think. 100%. Okay, so this isn't necessarily celebrity news, but I do have some goss. That's kind of funny. This is exciting. What is it? So, you know The Bachelor, Australia? I do know what you're going to say. So, this is just wild. So, the episode when we had our friend Jess and our cousin Ash on talking about their, like, crazy dating stories. I don't know if anyone remembers, but we asked them what their favorite memory was with each of us. Mm. And the night that Jess is talking about with me, that she said we had this, like, wild New Year's Eve and had so much fun and hooked up with these really hot guys... The pro athletes. The pro athletes <laughs> that were um, really good looking and really tall. The guy that she hooked up with is going to be the next Bachelor. <laughs> and if you know Jess, I don't know if it got across enough in the episode that we had her on when she's talking about her crazy stories and all the random stuff that happens to her. This is just so Jess that something like this would happen that the guy that she was hooking up with is going to be the next Bachelor. Like, it's so random as well. But yeah, that's kind of funny. That was fun gossip even if it was celebrity or not i know now i guess it's like d-list celebrity all about that dude so another little bit of goss that i have that's kind of interesting borderline not celebrity goss but kind of like pop culture goss is our cousin recently got out of jury duty she got called in to do jury duty and couldn't do it Mm. that case is going to be the teacher's pet case (gasps) How did she know? How did she, how did she know find how out she after? I don't know how she found out. I don't know. But it was... It's you gonna, idiot. I know. It would have been so... We would have had, like, the inside scoop. Obviously, we couldn't do anything with the podcast, but, like, our family could have. Oh, my God. Trouble, but, oh, my God. How interesting would that have been? If I you would guys, be so angry. If that's yeah. It. You, I'm pretty sure you only get paid, like, $100 a day or something, so you yeah. kind of be, like, balling on a budget. But, yeah, jeez. Oh, my God, that'd so be so cool. interesting. I was on the jury duty list for a while. I got called in for jury duty four times one year, and I kept having to make up excuses because I didn't want to take time off work. And then they asked me, like, the week after mum passed away or something, and I was like, actually, my mum just passed away. Finally, you had a good excuse. Yeah, seriously. Thanks, mum, for taking one for the team. Then I got another letter like a month later. And I was like, hi, sorry, I just got out of this a month ago. I'm I not sure about grief you guys yet, yet yeah. but it's going to take me longer than a month to get over the loss of my mother. Yeah. And then the judge emailed me and said... <laughs> I thought we would need you to crack this case wide open. We know you're into crap podcasts. We love those shows. You're perfect. No. We can't bring justice to the world without you, Chloe. No, he apologized on their behalf oh and said, God. I'm so sorry for the loss of your mother. I hope. What? We'll you didn't stop tell me this. Yeah. 
I've got the email still, I think. That's crazy. Yeah, but I was like, he must have been like, oh my God, we didn't take her off the list. Yeah. I feel so bad about this. Wow. You're getting like private emails from the judge. <laughs> yeah, my besties. I've got them speed down now. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> hey, I fucked <laughs> up again last night. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me something? legal advice. <laughs> it's all just because of all. Remember that email you sent me? <laughs> We're spiraling out of control, judge. <laughs> Help a girl out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, funny, on that topic, you know how we have such, like, dark humour about mum? Mm. Um, about everything. <laughs> about everything. I was out with my girlfriends the other night. We went to this, like, cocktail bar and because I hadn't seen one of my girlfriends, she's been away for, like, two years. We got, like, kind of emotional about mum because she didn't really know, like, the full story. I hadn't just turned the speed up to 1.5, by the way. Chloe was just talking really <laughs> <fast>. <laughs> And... Anyway, and then because we were like tearing up a little bit and stuff, and then we were the only people in the cocktail bar, and the girl was there by herself. She was only eighteen. Anyway, and then at the end, we started like joking, being like, "Yeah, we're just having a really hard time, so can we have these shots for free?" And then she gave us the shots for free, but I was like, "Fully kidding!" Oh my but not god. Really. Speaking of mum, I've been having like so many nightmares lately, to the point where, <laughs> to the point where like I I've been waking up so tired, I feel like I'm not having restful sleeps anymore because all of my dreams are just like so fucked up something happening it's I not went necessarily through that like, for like a month yeah it's not necessarily like mum dying in the dreams but it's like just really like murder death rape and heroin <laughs> and stuff is going on Jesus. Like crazy stuff. but a recurring theme that i keep having i also had one last night about this is that i'm getting chased and i'm like running away from someone and someone's chasing me and trying to kill me and so this morning I was like, I want to look up, like, I know that like some people believe in this, some people don't. I actually don't know what I believe, whether they like mean, they something. mean something or not. But I mean, it kind of makes sense psychologically that your dreams would have some sort of meaning. Mm. So I, I just thought this was so funny. So I was looking up and I'm going to read out because I just think it might be interesting to a lot of people to kind of decode your dreams here. So I'll read out what some of them are, but how classic is this? What being chased means being chased suggests you are running away from something that is causing you fear or anxiety in waking life. It indicates that you have a tendency to run away or avoid a particular issue. The chaser could also represent an aspect of yourself, e.g. your own feelings of anger, jealousy or fear that can manifest itself as a threatening figure. Or it means that you're wishing to avoid something you'd rather not face. Mm. And that is just like so me down to a T about like the whole mum thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like constantly avoiding it, constantly in denial, constantly yeah. don't want to talk about it and stuff like that. Which honestly, I don't know whether like, and we have spoken about it. It's not like we never talk yeah. about it or never talk about it in a serious way. It's just that I know that it makes me so upset. It's too sad and it's hard too to sad. talk about like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like living in denial. Yeah. Why not? She's just not holiday. She's like, soon. I know. It's like, I don't know whether it's healthy, but it's the way that I cope. It's like a survival mechanism. Mm. Obviously, there's a reason that we do that. Like, it's like a human tendency to do that to survive. It's so common as well. It's not like we're the only people that have exactly. lost someone that pretends that it's and not And honestly, real. I don't think it's having a negative impact on other aspects of my life. No, or anything. I'm not just so. like freaking out. I'm going to have like a meltdown at one moment. I've definitely like mm. let myself cry about it. It's but. absolutely not coming to you in your dreams either. So <laughs> exactly. It's not haunting me every night. <laughs> like that would be bad if it was, and maybe I'd have to stop denying it, but so far so good guys. All right. I'm going to read out some of the other meanings behind dreams. And I thought this one was interesting because it often is attributed to something else. So teeth falling out. It says dreams about your teeth can affect your anxieties about your appearance and how others perceive you. 
Such dreams may stem from a fear of rejection, embarrassment, or feeling unattractive. As teeth are used to bite, tear, and chew, dreams about losing your teeth can stem from a sense of powerlessness, which means you may be experiencing self-confidence issues. And I always have dreams about my teeth. Well, not Mm. I I have often throughout my life had dreams about my teeth falling out. And whenever I've spoken to someone about it or looked it up, it says that you're worried about money issues. Yeah, that's what I always thought it was. Yeah, but I'm like, it makes so much more sense because I've always thought like, no, I'm not scared about money. I'm actually worried that my teeth will fall out and I'll look ugly without my teeth. And that makes sense. That's so interesting. Especially as girls, you're constantly like worrying about your appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dreams about being naked in public, another common one. Being naked in a dream symbolizes not being able to find yourself, uncertainty, or being wrongly accused. If you are not the naked person in your dream, but you see a naked person and you are sickened by it, it means you are worried about exposing that person. Oh. That's quite specific. Mm. Okay. Unable to find a toilet. Having trouble finding a toilet means you may be finding it difficult to express your needs in a certain situation. It can represent feelings of your personal needs not being met by always putting others first. You may feel that you are lacking time for personal issues or need more privacy, self-care or expression. Interesting. Mm. I love dreams. I know. This is another one that's super common. Unprepared for an exam. I get this all the time. I'm excited to know what this is. So exam dreams can be so real that we actually wake up convinced that we just failed an important test. Mm. At least one in every five people will experience an exam dream in their lives. Exam dreams are a reflection of your lack of confidence and inability to advance to the next stage in life (laughs) or the next stage of something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's interesting. But I feel like maybe there's more to it because I have those dreams all the time. I just really didn't study for any exams in high school. And I, it used to be, I used to get terrified when I would go to an exam. I think mine is like literal as well. I have that as well. But that does make sense in certain certain times and periods of my life that that would, that other meaning come into it as well. Exactly. So flying, a tough time flying in your dreams suggests that someone or something is stopping you from moving to the next step in life. Being afraid to fly proposes that you might be having trouble keeping up with the high goals you set for yourself. If you are alone and struggling to fly, it implies that you are lacking confidence within yourself. Interesting. I have once I'm flying, but it's fun and I'm like flying with like dreams and stuff. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Dreams of falling If you fall anywhere and you are overcome by fear, it signifies insecurity and anxiety about a situation. Enjoying the feeling of falling suggests that you are not afraid of changes. So maybe that comes into your enjoying flying ones as Mm. well. Out of control vehicle. Oh my God. I always have this. Dreams of cars represent our drive in life and the direction we are taking. At this stage of your life, you may feel that you are off track and need to get back on the road to keep going. Hmm. Wow. What site is this? This is dreams.co.uk. <laughs> okay. Last one. Being late. Dreaming that you are late represents your worry and anxiety about taking a different direction in your life or that you are trying to get things done, but you feel that you're running out of time. Mm. Uh, obvious. Your unconscious might be telling. Uh, obvious. Uh, duh. <laughs> duh. Dreams.co.uk. <laughs> Your unconscious mind might be telling you that it is never too late to do the things that you want in life. Oh, cute. Love that. I feel like I totally agree with all of those, but I also feel like a lot of the times when I do have dreams about being late or an exam, it's because you're actually worried about being late. Yeah. 
100%. I have dreams that, like, I haven't turned up to work for something and mm. then I, like, freak out about it. You're missing a presentation yeah, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's because you're like, that would be really bad. It's mm. a nightmare. So there's a little interesting tidbit for you guys. If you've ever woken up and wondered what your dreams mean, if it's some of those, there you go. They have, like, dream journals. I used to want to get one because some of my dreams are so crazy and out there. I always wanted to, like, decipher what they meant. I remember I used to wake mm. up every morning when me and mum, because mum used to work near my school, so she'd drive me to school every day. It was great. And I would wake up and go into the bathroom. She's already in there getting ready, and I would have a shower while she's, like, doing her makeup. And I'd always be like, I had the weirdest dream last night. She's like, you say this every morning. <laughs> but she'd listen to the dream every single morning. And she'd be you like, You guys oh, okay, both always would have the most vivid dreams and tell us all about, like, every mm. single detail. My course. dreams are so vivid that sometimes I confuse them with, like, real life. And sometimes if I'm in a dream, I don't know that I'm in a dream until, like, way later. But I feel like that's kind of common. But I feel like there's something as to why my dreams are so vivid. Well, I've also <laughs> I get sleep paralysis a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I've had sleep paralysis. You, and it, Mom, and Kendall Jenner. Mm, Oh, your very favorite people. <laughs> I would have dreams often that I would be like getting attacked, but it's always like I can see the room around me. I'm looking around. Everything's exactly how it is. And I had this awful one when I was in bed and I could see these old skinny hands coming up from all sides of the beds, grabbing me and grabbing my body. And Jesus I could feel, Christ. I could feel my hands grabbing their hands and crushing their bones under my hands. And I could feel their bones breaking in my hands. It was crazy. And then I woke up and realized it wasn't real. I also had one that there was a demon in the corner. Demon? You know the the demon in... There's no D on the end of demon. Demon? Demon? That sounds like a name. Damon. (laughs) Demon. Is it not? There's no D on the end of demon. Demon. Demons. Oh, okay. Demons. Anyway, there was a demon in my corner. You know the one in... Um... <laughs> there was a demon in my corner. <laughs> Deliza, Deliza. <laughs> no, you know the one in This Is The End with the huge penis. Oh, yeah. I had a dream. It was literally that in the so... corner of my room and it was walking over to me. It had like red eyes and it was terrifying, but it didn't have a penis. It was just like a scary figure. And then I woke up and I was literally dreaming. So something not that chill happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we wrap it up, I want to go on a quick little rant about something. Wrap it up, eh? Oh my god, yes. That wrap is... it up, Loz. I didn't even think of that. Mm, I'm a no lot more pun smart intended, than you. but yeah. I've been talking to a lot of my girlfriends about this, and something that has become like pretty apparent is in the last like five or so years, maybe five, ten years, I don't know. It seems like guys are being so much less prepared when it comes to sex and safe sex. Guys almost never offer to put a condom on or initiate putting a condom on or even have one with them a lot of the time. They don't even ask whether you're on the pill. Like a lot of girls have been like, I don't even get asked if I'm on the pill anymore. And then they like finish inside them Mm. so they could get them pregnant. But not only that, what about like STDs? Apparently there's been like a huge rise in STDs as well. I just, yeah. So many of my friends don't use condoms. Yeah. I know. I totally understand that but do you think maybe it's because women are becoming so much more sexually educated that we now have condoms in our purses we have we are able to speak up and be like oh um i'm not on the pill so make sure you pull out or something like that and yeah and i so, mean it is totally on us as well there's two willing 
it's two detangos, two willing participants in the situation, mm. 100%. But I just think like we're already like got so much on our plate with like we're on the pill. We've got like the little things injected into our arms or whatever it is. Oh, there's no, all that stuff. Yeah. All the only thing that guys have to do is wear a condom mm. and they're not even, they don't even have them anymore. In fact, it's gone to like, I know you've been in a relationship for a long time and I've basically been celibate for a while. But if I cast <laughs> my mind back, <laughs> I have had to my like recollection, one guy that was like great with it. I didn't have to say anything. He just like, as things were heating up, he just like, yeah, grabbed a condom, put it on, was ready to go. Right. Didn't have to say anything. There was no, not even a conversation about it. Right. Mm. But I have actually had situations where I have been like, okay, I'm going to be really good about it. The guy didn't say anything. I was like, do you have a condom? And he didn't have one. And I was like, well, I have one. And he was putting up a fight about putting it on. And he's like, I just got tested recently. I don't have anything. And I was like, well, you don't know that I do. That's what I said. I was like, okay, maybe you don't, but you don't know that I don't have anything. He's like, Mm. well, do you? And I'm like, no, but you don't know that for Mm. sure. Just like, I don't know that for Mm. sure. You haven't printed out your clear STD check and shown me. And it could be like the story from last week where he could have just had sex with someone else that has something. Yeah. So it's not even like, and this person I'm pretty sure didn't even ask me if I'm on the pill, but a lot of the time, all they care about is if you're on the pill, so they can't get you pregnant. They're not even thinking about STDs. Yeah. Boys are just selfish. I know, but it's become like such a problem. And some of the girls that I've been talking to, this isn't just like 20, 22 year old guys. 18 year old guys this is like 30 year old guys that Mm. still aren't having these conversations aren't putting a condom on aren't coming prepared with a condom and i'm just like what is going on were they ever organized though i feel like boys are just like so unorganized with most things legit but boys wear your condoms Pop a condom on, <laughs> pop, it in your, pop it in your wallet. You'll look really cool with that little ring. Remember how like all the young oh guys used to? Oh my God, totally. <laughs> I remember um, when I was like in year seven or eight or something, my boyfriend caught my bus, but we didn't speak to each other. It was a purely MSN relationship. Oh my God, MSN relationships. Yeah. Nice. And he messaged me. He was in year eight. I was in year seven. And we used to catch the bus together and he was like, hey, I think I left my wallet on the bus. Can you go and check if it's there? And I got it and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll put it in my bag. And he was like, don't look inside it. And so obviously I was like, well, I've got to look inside it now. And he had a condom. And then I was like, why do you have the condom? Because he was like in your eight. And he's like, oh, you know, you never know. I was like, <laughs> not going to be with me, bud. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah but it was, it used to be like a cool thing. I just think like now it's like, it's full about like sexual empowerment and people owning their sexuality and women being able to like be sexual beings and not have to be like these little Virgin Marys and stuff. But probably we do need to be safer. And guys, do need to take responsibility for this as well because mm. I think a lot of the responsibility is on a woman. Well, if a girl gets pregnant, the, fact- the guy can bail and mm. not have anything to do with it if that's the type of action he wants to take. And the girl, but has also to decide if the girl what gets, she's going to do, if the girl gets pregnant and the guy wants to keep it and she doesn't, she could easily go and get an abortion mm. in Australia. Yeah, that's true. Without needing his consent. Yeah. So. That's also another That is true, yeah. But I did want to say something as well, how you're talking about birth control. There's a male birth control that they've put years and years of study into and they've only just released it. But I remember they were going to release it when I was in high school. And, and they, they said did no, and guys wouldn't take guys it. wouldn't take it. But they also said that they did they weren't ready to release it or something because it changed men's moods. Too many side effects. I was like, are you kidding? When I, I was on the pill for nearly ten years, yeah. and I was always like, I'm still on the pill. Yeah, you put I, on weight. Your boobs get huge. They you, hurt all the time. Yeah. I was like, I reckon that was when my anxiety was at its all time high because yeah. of the pill. As soon as I went off it, I'm also seeing a therapist. So that's probably got a huge part into it. <laughs> but I just feel like I never have 
have those like erratic mood swings anymore. I'm kind of like normal. Yeah. I've thought about going off it and I mean, we'll see, but I went on it originally when I was a teenager for my skin because mm. they often put girls on it. For, I went on it for my skin. Yeah. I went on it for my skin and because my period pain was like excruciating. Yeah. But so now I'm my like period pain's back to being excruciating. Having good skin and I also like... Pe- my skin broke out when pain. I went off it mm. and um, it was probably bad for like two months and then now it's fine yeah. and I get, I get a little bit of Blimey. a breakout around my uh, jawline and chin when my period's coming and that's it. Well, on that note, though, guys, wear your condoms, girls. Make sure you take a condom out just in case. Cause Don't be silly. Laughing. Wrap your willy. <laughs> no glove, no love. Wrap it up or snap up. <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes no sense. Makes no sense. It makes no sense, you guys. All We're right, guys. European, okay. Thanks for listening along to us just absolutely talking. <laughs> if you lost it the whole way through, they're probably like, what is going on? This no. is erratic. We're just like in a downward spiral with crazy <laughs> thoughts today. But um, it's giving Cara Delevingne. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Cheers. We'll see you next episode. Cheers. <laughs>